You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. The recent shooting of Asian uh, prostitutes, I suppose most of them are, were, we don't know for sure, but Asian women in massage parlors, um, you know, was made a story about them being Asian when they were mentioned as being Asian. Um, could have just been people killed. Um, it's kind of like, it reminds me when uh, black people uh, complain that a white shooter, uh, when he's discussed by the media, is that they talk about how he was a lover of cappuccino. And an NFL supporter. But if it's a Muslim or a black person, they talk about their, uh, their race or their religious bent or political affiliations. Uh, in other words, uh, the slant on the story uh, becomes their, um, becomes issues related to their groups that they affiliate with if they have a, a race that makes that seem relevant. But if they're white, then it becomes more about just who they are, who they were as a person, and we don't lump them into some uh, terroristic group. Um, I don't think that's true. I just don't. I think that everybody's looked at individually. I think that we're in America, and we are a melting pot, and we have been my entire life, and I'm in my mid-50s. And I think it's offensive the way so many liberals are ruining Uh, what it's like to be a Democrat and a liberal for me by making me hate them and making me think in terms of everything's about race and everything's about gender and everything's about sexual preference and that's what everybody's thinking. Poor them, 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 poor them. When really, no, not poor them. They're part of this culture and poor me and I'm white and I'm male and poor anyone who gets screwed over. And poor me, I didn't get a a check But two single people who live together uh, and combined have more income than me and and fewer debts because they're sharing one residence. They each got checks. That's poor me. You know, know, how about let's look at the way our society benefits uh, all kinds of people and hurts all kinds of people. And let's just look at all of the statistics and not just ones raised based on women, 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 women. You know, and black, smack, black, smack, black, 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 la, 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 la. You know, I'm just tired of it all. It's insane. Uh, and case in point, again, back to the shooting of the of the massage parlors. I mean, we've reached the point of insanity. You know, and I saw Bill Maher try to talk about this, and I, I often hate him now these days too. But he uh, at least is trying uh, to 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 bring some sanity back to the to the Democratic side of the ledger. So I have to applaud him occasionally, and 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 on Friday uh, he did try to point out the obvious, which is that this shooter uh, said it wasn't racially based. Said it was about um, his sexual addiction and him blaming these sex places for for feeding into his addiction. And he is the type of person that that has been a religious zealot. Comes from a background of that repression. Uh, his roommate uh, has gone on record as saying that's what it was about that's what he was talking about that's 
how obsessed this guy became about the sex side of it and punishing himself for it and then punishing those that that uh, that that fed into it for him uh, nobody has said it's about race it, it, it in you know because the people happen to be a certain racial bent well that's because look i grew up in in an area that was all white and we knew where the football team went to get sex <laughs> in high school you know and it was an asian massage parlor and um it was just that's the culture we have in america the uh, the, the some in, in a lot of the suburban areas and a lot of the cities and areas that those are the known uh, legally sanctioned whorehouses that have been created. The, those are the places that have ingratiated themselves with the police department by paying off police departments to be able to maintain what everyone knows is an ongoing prostitution uh, uh, establishment. That's just what we have here in America and a lot of pockets and areas of the country. Um, it's not because they're Asian. Those just happen to be the people that – the race of people that started this up and worked it out and managed to get a foothold on having the legalized uh, – well, no, they're not legal, but you know the, the operating uh, whorehouses – that have been that that figured out a way to pay off police enough to stay operating. It was the Asians that did that in our culture, just like the Italians have a lot of restaurants because they found out how to cook good and their food went over well here. You know, it, it, it's not racist if you'd go and shoot up an Italian restaurant because you know you hate pasta or something. That's not about the Italians. You just don't like pasta, and they happen to be the people that make it. Okay, what's the same thing here? If you don't like sex, the legalized sex places, if you're not in in Vegas or an area that is actually legalized prostitution, the places where everyone knows you can go to get the sex just happen to be Asian. Do you get it? I mean, that's just the facts. I'm not making that up. So if you have a hell, if you're hell bent to shoot up, you know, pizzerias because you just have a hatred for pizza because it gives you gas all the time and constipation, but you can't stop eating it. So you get obsessed with having to kill the people who make pizza because it's ruining your life. You're going to go and shoot up pizzerias, but it doesn't mean you hate Italians. And that's what happened here. Okay. A guy was hell bent to stop the people that were making prostitution possible because he had his own hatred for it. And those places happen to be Asian. That's it. And instead, we live in this culture where it was hate towards Asians, and I don't care what he says. Look, why would he lie? We've seen these shooters. We had one here in my city of Pittsburgh that shot up the mosque. Uh, or rather, the, not the mosque. That's that's a different religion. They, they shot up the temple or whatever. Shot up the Jewish people, you know. In, the, in their in their temple, I guess it's called. I, I'm terrible with the with the the different faiths and what they call their their places of worship. Okay, I'm losing my mind. It, it's it's early in the day. It's actually not. But so what? Look, I can make excuses. The bottom line is, we had that shooter here, and he was after the Jewish people. Okay, that was racially motivated. That was religiously motivated. How do we know that? Because he said so. And you saw it all over his social media sites. I mean, they don't lie about that. You know, the guy went into the Baptist church and shot it up. He was after black people. You see it everywhere he went. He was a racist. They don't lie about it. These shooters aren't going to lie about that. You know, if, if you are someone who hates another race and you want to kill them, uh, it's going to be pretty easy to find that out, first of all. You'll leave a trail of that hatred wherever you go on social media, but also... If you're still alive after the shooting, you'll tell us. 
because you want to make a statement of hatred against a race. And by shooting them, you did that. But you also will say, that's why I did it, because I hate Asian people or whatever, okay? You'll say that. So if you're the shooter and you're not saying that, you're not trying to hide it. He's not trying to, oh, I don't want to get that hate crime charge against me. That's what people think. Oh, he's trying to avoid a, you know, the, the federal charges, a hate crime, you know. Murder's murder, dude. They got the death penalty for it everywhere. They got life imprisonment everywhere. I mean, their options are on the table for him that have nothing to do with whether or not there's a federal hate crime charge, okay? Come on. If he wanted it to be... Uh, if it was a, if it was a racially motivated shooting, he would say so, and we would know it. If it was a racially motivated shooting, he would have left a trail of that kind of thing everywhere he went. And if it was a racially motivated shooting, his friends and so forth and roommates would have attest to that. Instead, all the evidence indicates not only other motives for it, but indicates that was not what it was. Yet, we live in a culture where, no, we are going to make it about that. Because we have to get angry about everything about Trump now still, even though he's out of office. And we have to get angry about everything that, that even if someone looks the wrong way at a black person, we're going to make it a racially motivated, terrible thing. And we're going to stone that person to death. And it's going to be okay that we murdered someone for looking wrong at a black person because black people need to be protected even from being looked at the wrong way. And women need to be protected from even being having a guy raise an eyebrow at, the, at their ass when they walk by. That's assault. It's sexual assault now to look at a woman's ass. I mean, whatever. We'll just go and go and go and just kill everybody else that isn't a minority and a woman and destroy their lives and ruin their reputations and charge them with this and that and claim all of them, be upset about everything because that's the culture we have now. And it's ridiculous to the point where when the facts aren't that way, we will make them that way. This wasn't a racial shooting. He did not shoot the Asian prostitutes because they were Asian. Period, period, period. Those are the facts. Those are the facts. Yet they will make the facts up and they will say, no, it was clearly a racial shooting. Clearly it was racially motivated. Who cares about reality? Who cares about the facts? I want to say that Trump said Kung flu again. I want to bring up the issue that Trump was all anti-Asian with his China, China stuff, you know, China, China. I want to bring that up again still. I want to hate on Trump still. I want to say all the, the Asians are being hated. But and look, that's going on. I'm not denying that there are a lot of ignorant people out there that ever since the uh, virus started, a lot of the right-wingers started to hate on Asian. I had Japanese food delivered to me once by a, one of those uh, losers. And he had a mouth off to me when he left me my food that, you know, he doesn't know how I could eat that. It stunk his car up all the way here. And it wasn't even sushi or anything. It was Japanese hibachi, you know. It was shrimp and steak fried up with rice and... And he was making some comment like it was some, you know, Asian dish that was poisonous because it was from that Asian country. And he was just such an ignoramus and it was so obvious, you know, because a lot of those Trump voters, they have to tell you what they think and feel every moment, even though you want them to just deliver your food and shut the fuck up. Right. But they they can't help it. They couldn't help it. And that's why it was so awful to have him in. Not only did uh, he say so many awful things and do so many awful things, but he gave the open the door to all of these scummy terrible, ignorant people to just spout off their their hatred and their stupidity all the time so that a fucking food delivery driver would have to give you his opinion about your food that he's giving you. 
that, by the way, cost me like $90. I mean, that shit was expensive. And I think I tipped him like $15 or something to drive it to me because it was far away. And he's walking away with that big tip telling me my stuff stinks and he wouldn't eat it in a million years and it stunk up his car. You know, only a Trump voter, only a Trump voter, only an anti-Asian, only an anti-Asian person, you know. So, yeah, they're out there, okay? There's no question about it. And there are racists out there. But guess what? They're in the minority. There are much, many, many, many fewer racists out in our American culture than there are black people, than there are Asian people, okay? There are way, 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 way fewer men who have actually done something wrong to a woman that is like an assault or abuse in any way. There are way, 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 way fewer men that have done that stuff than those that have not done that stuff. In other words, the vast, 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 vast majority of men have never uh, abused a woman, have never said or done anything that could reasonably be interpreted as sexual assault. So let's stop pretending that reality is what it isn't. I just saw a video clip on... on um, Instagram, a flashback that gave me the heebie-jeebies. It was Ron Howard and, um, um, why am I blanking on her name? You know, little bony, thin actress who was in uh, the Star Wars stuff and has won Oscars. And I'm looking her up now, but I'm blanking on her name. Amen. Oh, <laughs> you know, she was a girl actress. You probably remember it by now, and you don't even know who I'm thinking of. But <laughs> please text it to me at 412. Um, she was in I'm just gonna I'm just gonna it's so terrible that I have to go with Star Wars because it was the it's that's actually the stupid most recent thing uh, that she was in, and that's not even what she's known for. And she hasn't even been in them lately because, uh, uh, you know what? It's so stupid. I actually follow her on Instagram. So I'll just go look at, I'll just go look at my list of uh, people I'm following. Okay, yeah, see, Natalie Portman. I don't know why, Natalie Portman. It's a simple name, Natalie Portman. Port wine. Okay, I'm just trying to think of a way to remember it in the future. So I don't blank out on her name again while I'm making a podcast. Um, so it was Natalie Portman and Ron Howard giving about away the Oscar for Best Director. And Ron Howard looking like hell, balding with his red hair and ghostly and making awful movies as he is every day now. He's standing there saying, you know, oh, we're giving a world for the Best Director. And he steps aside and Natalie Portman takes over the mic and says, and the all-male nominees are... And, you know, and, and everyone's laughs. And meanwhile, um, I'm tired of this shit. Because this year now, two of the director nominees are women. And uh, certainly they made movies that, are, that, that were well regarded by critics. Uh, I liked Promising Young Woman as a movie. I thought it was quite good. That's a female director. She's nominated. And then the director of Nomadland, which is widely considered by critics anyway to be the best movie that was made uh, that's eligible for the Oscars this year. So by all accounts, they are two worthy Best Director nominees from two worthy Best Picture nominees. And they happen to be women. 
So I don't believe that those two nominees were uh, sort of an affirmative action. I think that they actually are two of the best directors and they, they well deserved. But what I don't want to see, and I have seen some of this with black people, I don't want to see nominations going to people that don't really deserve it, that are getting the nominations because the voters are being guilt tripped into voting for black people. I don't want to see pressure like there is in the NFL. You must have a black head coach. There's so many blacks in the NFL. Why aren't there more head coaches? Okay. That makes some sense. And yes, we know we have some racist owners in the NFL and we have some Trump loving owners in the NFL. So it is a problem. And I'm so I'm not indicating that there aren't some pockets of our culture that are still racist, that there aren't some rich white pockets in particular that want to hold on the money and that still think some ultra negative thoughts about non-white people. Okay, but they're just small pockets. They aren't the majority. And also, let's not go so far trying to lean things towards women or, or minorities so that we uh, don't just also continue to give the best uh, awards, jobs, et cetera, to the most deserving. Can we agree on that? Can we agree that we still must keep our focus on trying to do the best for everyone? And can we try to reward those who deserve it first and foremost? And just because someone's black or a woman doesn't mean they deserve it. I was trying to become an administrative law judge in the federal government where I've worked for more than 20 years, now 22 years, uh, going on 23. Um, And they have a thing in the process called the veteran's preference. And you have to go through all of this testing and scoring. And then when you're all done, if you happen to be a veteran, which is, I think, just two years of credible service in the military of some form, um, and of course, nowadays, most of the time, that means no war, no no actual combat experience. I mean, it's just putting in time, like in a job that happens to be you know military. Uh, I guess you have to go to boot camp, so you did do that. But um, I think it's just a couple years of that qualifies you for, to be considered a veteran to get the veteran's preference, and it's ten points, which is a gigantic leap. By the time they're done scoring this whole thing, ten points puts you at the front of the line, and so most of the judges throughout the country are veterans that uh, they have that veterans preference uh, also most a lot of them nowadays are women and minorities they just because it's the federal government they really did bend over backwards to help everybody but the white man and so uh, long story short i don't agree with the veterans preference uh, i think it's good to uh, give prefer- give some respect to the veterans and do what we can to thank them for their service. There's no question about that. But I think when you're talking about a, ju- a job like a judge uh, where there's extensive testing and interviews, et cetera, I think in that in those circumstances and, and the pay is high uh, and the uh, but but the qualifications are higher. And I think. Uh, when you're doing that kind of uh, placement of people, uh, it should be based solely upon qualifications and, and, and scoring and whatever else that is, that is deemed to be important for, to do the job good. And I don't think whether or not you serve for the government in the military has anything at all to do with whether or not you're, you'll do the job good. And so I think giving any preference to that is illogical. And I just think the job's too important uh, to, 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 to factor that into the equation. Uh, 
I think if you're talking about just giving jobs to veterans, uh, opening up more opportunities to them to thank them for their service, that makes sense. I think opportunities are important. But when you talk about rarefied jobs that people have to work very hard to get and that people have to test and score and they're they're really high quality qualifying positions and you have to jump through hoops, I think that, that, that that's where you, I'm sorry, any kind of... Uh, throw a bone to someone to thank them kind of uh, uh, behavior needs to be screened out. I don't think there's any room for that. Okay. And I think the veterans preference and especially a gigantic one that it is uh, totally throws uh, that whole, it it makes a mockery of the hiring process and it takes what should be a a really great job to get. and makes it a joke. And when you give it to women and, and minorities and veterans, and it's all this preferential thing, then the whole thing's a joke. And then you wonder why the system isn't working as good as it was. Because you're not hiring the best people. That's why. You know, the cases aren't getting done enough or they're not getting done quality. There's too many remands. Why? Because you're not hiring the best people. You're not hiring the smartest, most qualified people. You're hiring people because of the color of their skin. You're hiring people because whether or not they put a gun in their hands for a few days. You're hiring people because of what's between their legs. You're not hiring the best people. So you're not going to get the best workers. You're not going to get the best results. And I think when you're talking about a really, really important position, your number one focus should be on getting really good results from that position. Wherever you put in, it better be really good at their job. And whether or not they held a gun or have a vagina doesn't have anything to do with whether or not they're going to be good at that job. Nothing. It has nothing to do with whether or not they're going to get that job done right. And by the way, in the Oscars, whether or not you're black doesn't mean you deserve to get a nomination. You're not all of a sudden a really good actor because you're black. You're not all of a sudden the best director because you're a, you have a vagina. I'm sorry. I think at the end of the day, the people that should be nominated for anything are the ones that did the best work. And I, I, I completely, completely disagree with the notion that the people who vote for Academy Awards are, are preferentially voting for white people more than blacks. I absolutely disagree with that idea. I think that... It's very easy to tell great acting and great directing. It's very easy to discern a great movie from a shit one. And I don't think it matters even a tiny little bit if it's a black movie or a white movie. And by the way, when you're watching a really good movie, you don't know who directed it. You can't see them. And when you find out after the fact, oh, wow, it's a woman that directed this movie I loved. You're not going to suddenly say, well, I don't love the movie anymore. I'm sorry because it was directed by a woman. Next. You know, you're not going to stop watching a movie at the end and go, I love that movie. That's my favorite movie. It was so well directed. Whoever directed that deserves an Academy Award. Oh, it was a black director? Never mind. No. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to say nominate that director. That director was great. Oh, it was a black Indian woman? Great. Nominator. That was a great movie. That's what you're going to say. And it's the same thing with performance. You're not going to watch Nagupalia Mabupa, whatever the black girl's name, the one best supporting actress for once a slave or kingdom of the slaves or whatever the hell it was called. I'm sorry. I don't remember the name of the movie. I didn't like it very much. I really didn't. 12 Years a Slave. No, I didn't like that movie. And I I loved Roots years ago when I watched it, the whole long miniseries. Loved it. So don't give me that shit because I didn't like, I love, do the right thing, think it's a great Spike Lee movie. So don't give me this shit because I didn't like 12 Years a Slave. That means I'm a racist or I'm pro-slavery or some bullshit. You shove that shit up your ass too. No. And Nagupta Blabupa, whatever her name is, she cried a few tears in that movie. I didn't like the movie. And I didn't think she was very good in it. And I didn't think she deserved Best Supporting Actress. But whatever. It was a fine performance, but it definitely not an Oscar winner in my, in my book. But, 
But when Denzel Washington cried tears in glory years ago, in that movie, he was stunning to me and fabulous and compelling. And I didn't know who the fuck he was at the time. And he won an Oscar. I mean, I had seen him in a few movies, but I mean, he was no big star at the time. And he won a supporting actor Oscar when he cried those tears in glory. And I was so happy for him because he totally deserved it. Because I thought that was a great performance, you know? In, in, you know, in a movie that was pretty damn good, too. Except for the white guys, by the way. Except for the white guys in that movie. They weren't any good. Carrie Yules and, uh, and uh, Roderick Crawford's son. What was his name, you know? Roderick Crawford. <laughs> What's Matthew? You know, War Games kid. Uh, Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. And, and his father was Broderick, but I forget his first name. But anyway... Um, Matthew Broderick stunk in glory, you know, and so did his friend, the white man, Carrie Ewells. They were just bad. But the blacks, Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington and whoever else, they were really good. And it was a very good, and the music, you know, was fantastic by James Horner. Great, great music. I love James Horner. He was one of the best composers ever. It's a so damn shame that he died so young in that plane crash. I think it was 62 or something because his music was some of the best ever, but... Um, so my point is that uh, I think that our judgment of performances is varies and has nothing to do with race. I mean, uh, some I agree with the black people that have won or been nominated. Others I don't. That doesn't mean I'm a racist. But I, I, and I think more importantly, the idea that the nominations must go more one way or another, like director nominations must go to more women and, and that acting nominations must go to more blacks and minorities. I just think that's awful because I think, and I've seen, I've seen very liberal and very smart, politically minded, uh, uh, creative types like, like, uh, Stephen King say this very thing. And he had to come back and walk it back on Twitter because he flat out best basically said a couple of years ago, you know, I think we, we don't ever want to get to a place where the, the best aren't being nominated and people just started stoning him. And so then he said, I, I agree that we do need to give more of a platform to blacks and the blah, blah, blah. I just, you know, meant to say, you know, the quality is still important as well as a fact. I don't know. I forget how he had to shift all around and do, do the tap dance to please all these crazy ass liberals that are sick and I hate. Um, but at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with what he said. There's nothing wrong with the idea of like back off blacks and women and whoever else age, whoever's upset all the fucking time, back off. Okay, because you're out of line. Okay, because no, we don't all hate you and it isn't all out to get you. We actually made tremendous progress in this country and we actually are getting along really good as a group, all of us, even though we shouldn't be. And in any other country, there'd be wars and violence all the time. We are, here in America, we are really still very laid back and doing great. And don't take the years of Trump and the fact that it accentuated again and highlighted the racists that are out there, the minority of racists, the minority of hate. Don't, don't, let's not make that the story all the time, okay? And pretend like that's such a problem, okay? It's a problem. It's out there. It's, let's keep, you want to keep a finger on it? That's good. I would if I were a minority, if I were a woman, I'm sure I would table that as an issue of importance. Sure. And, and white men like me should be conscious of that issue and making sure that we are doing our part to, you know, protect uh, minorities and women from abuse or mistreatment or inequality and so on and so forth. Yes. But I mean, I've done that my whole life. Okay. That's like literally a part of my existence that I keep tabled in my main everywhere I walk, everything we all do. I mean, everybody's always looking out for each other and we're aware of the, of the pigs that are out there, the, you know, the anti-women types and we're aware of that. 
and and we do our best not to allow those people to have uh, to get too big for their britches to think that their that their ignorant points of view need to be heard or should be heard. We shame them. We do what we can. Okay, and and believe me, in the workplace, especially where I've worked the federal government for all these years, you know, we do we do what we can to prioritize minorities and women, to give them positions, to give them jobs, to give them input, to give them praise. It's it goes on all the time. So let's not pretend that um, we're back in the in the in the uh, Stone Ages, or, or or we're back in the 1950s in America, or that we're in an era uh, where 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 minorities and women are are not given opportunities. Let's not pretend that, okay, because they are. They're given opportunities. And and let's not pretend that shootings that are take, that have taken place that aren't based on race are racial shootings, racially motivated, okay? And let's not, uh, you know, and it's just so funny that the Daily Show guy, trailer, uh, Trevor Noah, he really lost me when he went, when he took advantage of the, of the uh, of of the COVID, uh, and he let his hair turn into an afro and started wearing hoodies, and just started really going ethnic, you know. And the reason I don't like that is that's that's the Daily Show, and that's been around forever, and it's a comedy show, and I I just think it should the host should just be a host, and it shouldn't turn it into him. And I don't think that uh, you know even when John Stewart was so good on the show. Uh, you know, it's still, it's just the daily show. He's he, by, with John Stewart, you know? And, um, I think these guys, any of them, men, women, any of the leaders, any of these hosts, when they start making the, the show all about them and they start, uh, David Letterman got carried away with himself. I thought with the David Letterman show is a perfect example. I mean, we all like David Letterman. It was certainly his show, but I mean, when he, when he started to go too far with the top 10 lists and too far with his laugh, you know, and the way he questioned people. And he, and he made each interview like a David Letterman interview. And it was always about him. I stopped watching, you know. I liked the show because he was unique and interesting. He had good musical guests on. And, and, and you know, and he had quirky, interesting things like the top 10 list. But he just went overboard and made it too much about himself. So I think when Trevor, Trevor Noah decided to make it a racially tinted him and went with the afro and, and to make a statement and the hoodie and uh and, and 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 then you're focused on that all the time and then all of his uh, he, he became much more serious too he's just not funny anymore he he's lost that that wittiness that he had that was like that smart kind of funny bite and he became kind of like a serious cause oriented uh you know colin kaepernick I mean, and I don't care how good Colin Kaepernick was at one point as a as an NFL player, and I don't care how much he may have deserved, and I think he did deserve a position on a football team. He also, if you've ever heard him talk in the last, I don't know, three or four years, he's a fucking drag, man. He's a drag. And although I completely respect his right to kneel during the anthem and think all of that bullshit from the Trump supporters and all that anti-kneeling crap is a bunch of crap, uh, and I completely understand the protesting aspect of America and support anyone's right to do it, including during the national anthem, which I think is an overrated thing anyway. The singing of the anthem at sporting events, you know, the whole flag thing. I don't even think a flag means anything. It's just a symbol of the country. Just all that shit really gets to me, you know. People that wear flags wrapped around their body with flat hair, uh, flag hats and flag shirts and all this crazy shit. That's all retarded to me. I, I, I totally hope oh, retarded, see? stone me for using that word it's it's insensitive of me but i'm sorry it's something i was raised around you know using the word retarded it was just a commonplace and i i slip up still i apologize but um 
it's inane to me. Is that is that anti-crazy people? If you say inane, is that also something to be stoned for? Now you're not allowed to say it inane because it it's an insult to to whack whack jobs. I don't know, but uh, I I I don't I does I just don't I want humor out of my comedy show hosts, and 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 I don't want serious issue oriented racially tinted shit all the time you know I, I i just want someone to make me laugh and i like them when they're liberal but i don't like them when they go too far and i think john oliver's gone too far with his week tonight this week tonight show and i think all of this stuff some of these people get way too full of themselves and they become way too serious and then they think that they're like some prophet you know or some 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 uh you know civil rights leader and and they're supposed to be funny men, you know, and funny women and just make us feel better about things and, and bring out the, the humor and things. I, I thought John Stewart, man, when he did that daily show, they just you just don't get much better than that. He was always very uh, had excellent insight, definitely leaning way left, but was just funny. He just kept it funny. He never, ever made you feel like he was up on his soapbox, you know? And he never made you feel like it was the John Stewart show all about John Stewart. He still was like any man kind of thing, you know? I mean, he, he didn't make you know every second of the day how Jewish he was and that he was Jewish, 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 you know? And, and the thing is, why do you have to do that? I understand if you're Jewish, you need to work into your, your causes and your life some, some respect for your people and, and all of that, okay? But I mean... Remember, there's a lot of us that are European-Americans where we, we've kind of lost touch with our people over there in Europe. And, like, I'm Irish, but I'm also German. And my sons have attached a lot to their Irish side, but I never really did. And to me, I'm just an American. And I don't know. I would love it if all my other fellow Americans, be they black or Jewish, instead of them being African-Americans, I'd like them to just be Americans. And I'd like the Jewish Americans to just be Americans. And I would love it if, if women could just be Americans and men could just be Americans and we could just see each other as people. And, and also, by the way, the differences that are there between men and women and between blacks and whites are, are, are real, some of them. And it's not racial to acknowledge them. I mean, it's not racist. It's, it's not uh, uh, misogyny to acknowledge some differences that exist. Uh, as real and i think they're good it's good to have differences in people that's what's wonderful about america that we can be a melting pot which is a bunch of different people functioning well together and succeeding so um bringing it back to uh, to to noah uh, uh noah now i'm forgetting his name see uh because i i went off track there but i don't like his hair i don't like it being an afro because i it doesn't look good on him it's not who he was I don't like when people change their appearance to something that to me isn't them. I don't like it. I'm that way about everyone. So this isn't racial. But I also don't like the fact that I believe he did it to make himself more racial. During the Trump era, he was trying to look more black during the Trump era to stand up for black people to stand down against Trump, to stare down Trump. Uh, and I just think it I, – I just think it was uh, – Okay, I could get how I understand how the tensions were ratcheted up during the Trump presidency. And so if you were one of these people that he was attacking and he was attacking women, no question about it. And he was attacking blacks, no question about it. And he was attacking Asians this past year, only this past year because of the 
the coronavirus, you know. So I understand how those groups are, their sensitivities were ratcheted up. Their defensiveness, they were put on uh, DEFCON 5, okay? I get it because because of the, when you're constantly under a sale from a group of people and, and their leader is the president of the United States, you're going to feel extra on edge, okay? I get that. And 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 so so if if, if uh, Daily Show host wants to get an afro during that period and wear a hoodie and make a statement, okay, uh, you know, fine. I think that was going too far. I think he, uh, I think he should have remembered the show he was doing. I think he should have stayed funny and just and tried to tried to be a host of a show and not be such a, a soapbox standing leader of some movement kind of guy. But whatever, that's just my opinion. Um, but now that it's over and, and we won, look, we won. Trump's gone, okay? That doesn't mean there aren't consequences. It doesn't mean there isn't shit still going on. But when it's not going on, case in point, the shooting of the Asian women that happen to be Asian in the massage parlor, when it's not about race, let's not make it about race. And when it's not, and it's clearly not, let's not say it is because I say it is. Oh, up in arms, up in arms. Because then you're going to lose, you're going to lose a lot of Democrats. Because you're, you're acting illogical and you're causing a stir about something that isn't there. And I don't respect that. I dislike it. It gets under my skin. And I think uh, Noah Cross or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm blanking out. Natalie Portman, though. I remember. I remember Natalie Portman's name because of Port Wine. I'll never forget that bitch's name ever again. All woman. She's all woman, too. Don't forget that. But that bitch is a woman. Don't you forget about it. No, I like Natalie Portman. She's not a bitch. Although I will, you know, I, I'm going to call her a bitch again because I remember now that she went out of her way to say she's an atheist, atheist, atheist. You know, and I don't like that. I don't like the people that are brazen about being atheists. The same thing as, 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 as Noah, whatever his name is, growing the afro on, on The Daily Show. I don't like the brazenness about, about something that's unnecessary. Like, we don't need to know you're an atheist, Natalie Portman. But if you are, okay, just if, you, if someone asks, you mention it. No, she's made a point. It's I'm raising my children atheists, and it's important to me. She went on and on. And I just think those people are sick because, look, that's like that's believing in nothing. You have a right to believe in nothing. But when you turn it into I'm a proud atheist, you're being anti-religion. That's what you're really being. When people speak out about like like Bill Maher constantly does. He's anti-religion. He admits it at least. The guy says so. He's made a movie mocking religion. He bashes religion every chance he gets. It's wrong. I mean, it's his right to do it, but it's wrong. That's what the Constitution protects religions here in America. It, you know, they should put Bill Maher in jail every time he says that. That should be hate speech when you bash religions the way Bill Maher does. And he doesn't do it for fun, yuck, yuck, it's humor. No, he does it out of hate. And that's wrong. That's like racism. I mean, that's the kind of thing we don't want in America. That would be like him going on his show just bashing black people and saying they're ignorant and saying they eat fried chicken and watermelons and blah, blah, blah. He does that, only he does it with religion. And it's okay for some reason. But it's not okay. People are allowed to practice their faith in America freely without obstruction of the state. And people shouldn't be allowed to hate on people of faith. It shouldn't be an open target. You know, it's just kind of like with obese people. It shouldn't be okay to just call them fatty and fatso and, and mock them like Bill Maher does, like a lot of people in America do. 
You know, I think there are certain things that, uh, you know, certainly religion should be protected and the freedom to have faith and to not be mocked, ridiculed, shamed, or disgraced for it. And I think it should be protected from that kind of shit, from Bill Maher's kind of shit. Now, being fat, well, maybe not protected, but I just think it's rude and ignorant, and I don't understand why our society seems to think it's okay, like, to blame fat people for being fat. You don't know why someone's fat. You don't know what their health issues are, what their situation is. You don't know what their mental health is. You don't know what the quality of food they can afford is. You know, a lot of obese people are poor because the kinds of foods that make you fat are cheap. All that box shit on the shelves that's loaded with carbohydrates, that's what makes people fat, and it's cheap. Stir some pasta and some water for two bucks and boom. Eat that every day. You'll blow up like a balloon too. But that's all they can afford. And it satiates them. It's like cocaine, you know? <laughs> you go back for more and more. I'm seriously, carbs are addictive. But I mean, so maybe obese people are obese because they're poor, you know? Maybe they're obese because they, they live in a, a, in a tiny little area where there's nowhere to go run and play and do anything. There aren't community centers or whatever. Who knows? Or maybe they have some physical ailment that's, you know, since they were a child. Or maybe they just get fat more than you do because they have a slow metabolism or whatever. I just think that obesity is bashed way too much and, and, and religion is bashed way too much. And I think if you're in a position like Natalie Portman, you keep your atheism to yourself or, op op or openly state you're an atheist and move on. Move on. You know, you don't need to get up on a pedestal of atheism because that's not being for anything. That's being anti-something. When you're an atheist, you're not pro-atheism. You're anti-religion. That's what you are. Uh, an atheist means you, you don't believe anything. So it's nothing to be proud of. It's just, it's a nothing. It's a zero. It's a zero-sum game. So keep it to yourself. And if you get up there proudly talking about it, what you're really doing is bashing those of faith. You're fighting back. You're putting down those of faith. Why? Why? Why is that important to you? Why are you spending your time taking down others that are just trying to believe something that you don't believe? Fine. Let them believe it, okay? And same thing with your Afro hair when you're a comedy show host. Just be a comedy show host. Look, if you got the job with Afro hair, that's fine. Clarence Weathers used to be an actor. I think it was his name. Clarence Williams, Clarence Weathers, I, Mod Squad. He always had an afro. That's him. That was him. Every movie he made, he had the afro. I loved the guy. He was a great actor. I thought he was really good. He was really good in the movie 52 Pickup, John Frankenheimer film. Very good in it with the afro. Still had it years later. So that was his look. But Trevor Noah, hey, I remembered his name again. Natalie Portman, meet Trevor Noah. Ray McLaughlin. Hi, we all know each other now. Let's move on. Trevor, Trevor Noah didn't have the afro when he got the show. That wasn't who he was. When he was funny and charming and entertaining and witty, he didn't have that. Then he went to the afro with the hoodie and lost his sense of humor. Now who is this guy? I don't want to watch him. Get him off the fucking air. But I brought him up because he went off hell-bent. He's been on his show every night now this week going off on the Asian thing. Going off on the thing that absolutely was racially motivated. How dare you say it's not? The very fact that they were Asian when he shot him made it racially motivated. What does that mean? That doesn't make any sense. So if I shoot a woman, that means I'm a misogynist, right? If I shoot a woman, that means I probably sexually molested 15 women. No, it just means he shot a woman. If you shoot a kid, does that mean you hate children? Who knows? I mean, look, the bottom line is, I mean, it's... 
everybody wants a cause nowadays. And everybody wants to make something what it isn't uh, just so that they can flip out again. It's like they have uh, post-Trump withdrawal. And I think that's probably what we are seeing here. We're seeing post-Trump withdrawal. So we're seeing a bunch of hypersensitive, very defensive types that were assailed and uh, offended for four straight years by Trump's ignorance and by him stirring up uh, the, the minions of ignorant that are hiding out in this country, went back under their rocks, hopefully, after he lost with their tails back between their legs. Uh, but we have these people that are twitching and, and have put PTSD from it all. And they're hypersensitive, and now they're going to flip out over the slightest thing. And it's, it's starting to make me hypersensitive to them. I'm starting to flip out over them. And I'm starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to resent my Democratic brethren and my, the liberals among me, the, among us. And I'm starting to uh, get fed up with it all, you know. And I, and I wish that we would go back to, to just looking at each other as equals and just try to live and love each other, one another. And, 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 and I don't care that blacks say, no, I want to be black and I want you to see my race. I, I, well, I don't want to see it. It's kind of like there was this girl once. I'll, I'll end the podcast on this. There was this girl once that was working as, a, as, the, as the cashier, clerk, whatever, at the 7-Eleven store up near where I live. And I was in there one night picking up a couple things on my way home after work. And I would stop in there occasionally in a suit, and she kind of liked me. She was a pretty good-looking girl, too. But as she was telling me that night that she got a, a clit piercing. And she wondered if I wanted to look at it. Like she was going to go in the back room and show me her clit piercing. And I said, no, no, it's all right. I don't want to see that, you know. I didn't want to see it. She wasn't a bad looking girl, but I didn't want to see her clip piercing. And I didn't want the I didn't want the cashier of seven uh, eleven offering to show me her clip piercing. And it just didn't feel right to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that's the way I feel about uh blacks and uh, women in general with their with their I, I just don't want to see it, you know. Like can't we just just you you do your job, I'll do my job. And uh, keep your clit piercings to yourself. Keep your keep your racial importance to you. Whatever, just just your person, okay? Can I let me try to have blinders on? I know it's, you think that's offensive now too. Everything's offensive. Jesus, we got to get offended about everything. But if it's all right with you, I'm going to try to look at a woman in the workplace as a coworker. Period. Okay, that's what I'm going to try to do. And I'm going to try to look at a black a coworker in the workplace as as a coworker. Okay. Is that all right? And I don't need them to say, psst, psst, come here, come here, come over. Look at my skin. See, I'm, see the black? Look at the black there. I'm going to say, you know what? No offense, but uh, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. I, I, you're just my coworker, okay? And, and when you show me that, I don't, know what you're, I don't know what you're going for there, you know? Doesn't mean that I'd be offended. See, like seeing the girl's clip piercing, it might have been, hey, that's a hell of a clip piercing. I mean, could be. Could be my reaction would have been, whew, that's um, that's some clip piercing. I'll give you that. I've seen a, I've seen a few clip piercings in my day, but that, that's a special one. That's some special clip. It could be the same thing. Like, yep, that's some black skin. You know what? 
There are black-skinned people, and then there's that skin you're showing me. Yeah, it's some. Um, well, look at that tone. Look at that. Now hold that up to the. Look at how that glimmers in the light. That's amazing. You know, maybe. But look, I don't want to see it. I don't care. I'm just gonna go on. I'm gonna buy these things in the store. You're gonna. I'm gonna give you my cash. You're gonna give me my change, and I'm gonna leave here and go home with my can of pop or my bag of chips or whatever the hell I was buying. Pack of cigarettes, probably back then. I think I was smoking, still back then. I want to go home, have a cigarette, okay? That's it. And that's the way I am at work. I want to do my job, your co-work, where we work together. Maybe we go to lunch. Then I'm going to go home, listen to some music, put on the TV, whatever. Feed my cat, have a little dinner. Go to bed and go to work, do it tomorrow again, you know? And that's, that's all I want, you know? And when it comes time to uh, give a promotion or nominate a movie or performance or song for an award, I'm going to, if I'm a voter or if I'm doing the hiring, I'm going to look at the qualifications. I'm going to listen to the, the music. I'm going to watch the film and I'm going to vote for the, the best. I'm going to vote for the best. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what I wish people would do everywhere. I wish they'd just give it to the best, you know. And, um, and uh, if the best happens to be uh, white, then that's, that was the opinion of the voters or the hirers. If it happens to be male, then I guess that's who they thought was the best. I'm going to assume that, that the majority of people are thinking like me. And I, I'm going to assume maybe I'm na naive still, huh? I don't think so, but maybe I'm stupid. I don't think so, but I'm going to assume that most people out there are going to do what I'm doing, which is just going for the best still. I'm going to assume that's what they were always doing. And if you look at the numbers and you don't like them, if you, if you think you're not represented enough by your race, by your gender, whatever, and you want to you wanna make a statement about that, okay, I totally get that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, let's not try to threaten people, guilt trip people uh, into thinking that they have to change their vote to be on your side uh, or they are uh, racist or they are, uh, you know, misogynist or whatever. Uh, I, I, let's not do that. I mean, if you want to make a statement for your side of the case, for your gender or whatever, you think you're being misrepresented, you don't think you think there is higher quality and they're not getting the jobs or getting the nominations or whatever that they deserve, that's fine. You want to make that argument, make it, make your case. But let's not intimidate, threaten, uh, you know, and scare and, and terrorize uh, people into into voting for your gender or your or your race. Uh, that's not okay. That's not the way we should be going about this. And, and let's not call a racially motivated shooting racially motivated when, when it isn't. You know, when, when the shooter says it wasn't, when his roommate says it wasn't, when every single fact that we see shows that it wasn't. Let's not call it so then. Let's not, let's not try to squit, uh, fit a, a round peg into a square hole because, I don't know, we're upset about Trump. You know, let's, let's, let's just try to get over that and get back to uh, just trying to be as fair as we can to each other and do the best thing and be the best country and be the best people we can be. Let's get back to that. Let's get back to that as soon as possible, okay? And let's do it with love in our hearts. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yabba-da-boop-bop. <laughs>